Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be. Podcast. I'm Angie Mullings. And I'm Tanya Murphan. Well, we uh, have some exciting things to talk about today, we don't do. we? do. This yeah. is kind of just an episode to get caught up on Angie and Tanya's life. Yeah. As yeah. we know it. Yeah. So you had a major event. I did. So my daughter got married, Lakin, uh-huh. uh-huh. my eldest daughter, with the one with two babies. And it was a it was an amazing day. Yeah. It was a joyous, amazing day. And I think we all, those of us that were involved in it, and even the invitees have mm-hmm. told me how much they enjoyed it, how pretty it was, how well it flowed. So I'm still elated, yeah. I think. From, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really from the a good event feeling. Itself. You know, yes. I talked to a lot of mothers of the bride or, or somebody who is directly involved in planning. And right. sometimes it's just such a headache and it's more yeah. of a, oh, thank God that is over right. versus, you know, you're still elated about the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say the planning itself. So Lakin kind of took the reins on that. Okay. And I wanted to, kind of hang back and let her do her thing because I can be very controlling. I don't know if you know that part of me, Angie. Um, Are you a high D (laughs) type A? (laughs) Maybe. Um, But so, you know, from the beginning, I just let her go Mm -hmm. and let her contact me about questions. And, you know, I've made a decision about this. What do you think about that? And so I think that from the out of the gate that helped us get along for the most part Good. throughout the whole process and i wasn't you know i didn't even i didn't even make a list for myself until the last 4 weeks wow of stuff that i knew i needed to take or knew mm-hmm. i needed to do leading mm-hmm. up to it you know mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of impressive in itself cuz yeah. i'm a list maker oh yeah i know this about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> as i sit here with a list two lists <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, and I think that that was a huge benefit to us. Um, I will say that one of the things that we were missing on direct, or I was missing on direction and Doreen, my counterpart, the groom's mother, Uh um, was also missing is that Lakin was a little wishy-washy about what color of dress we were supposed to wear. And, you know, she had picked her wedding colors long before, Long before she did anything, she knew what colors she wanted to have for the bridesmaids, for the groomsmen. And so we got down to like two months before, and it was still not clear. Doreen was hearing something different than what I was hearing. Mm -hmm. So finally, Doreen and I had to get together and say, okay, what have you been told? What have you been told? Compared stories. And then we had to just hit Lakin with, tell us what color. Because right. I had been given a dress to wear mm-hmm. if it fit me and if I liked it from a friend of mine. Uh-huh. 
and it was beautiful, and I loved it. It was. Mm-hmm. It would have been perfect, mm-hmm. but it was dark gray, mm-hmm. and that was not going not to acceptable. go. It was not acceptable, and finally, I, I mean, I kept urging that you know that dress because it was beautiful and it fit me like a glove, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> which would have prevented me from having to go out and do the search. So yeah. finally, when it was clear to both of us that you need to wear a champagne color, mm-hmm. then the hunt for the champagne dress gotcha. ended up, both of us were on it. And we would send screenshot pictures every night. And we were both shopping every night online. Mm-hmm. And I mowed down all the shops locally, couldn't find anything I wanted, mm-hmm. and finally um, ordered one on Amazon. And it was perfect. <laughs> if you can believe that. You, you never know, right? Yeah. You just never know. So just know up front, mamas, that yeah. what color you're expected to wear and, and just go with it. I, I, yeah. I fought it for a while just because I loved this dress, but it wasn't about me. I finally just had to relent. wasn't about me. It was about her. And that's exactly a point I was going to make. That a lot of times I think some of this friction between mother and daughter is obviously the mother wants their daughter to have the perfect day and the per- perfect wedding. And they somehow end up making it about them. Agreed. And it's just not. Yeah, I agree. So, so you guys, um, where where was it? What was the venue? It was Industrial Grove, which is in Fair Grove. Okay. And it's been open for a couple of years now. Okay. So not very old. It's fairly new still. Right. And I know, I, I just talking to different brides, we've got all these, and we're in real estate, so we see them all the time. We've got all these venues mm-hmm. that are available oh, yeah. now. Lots of lots of barns, renovated barns, industrial sites, just, yep. just everything you can imagine. But still, I hear that it's tough to get a date. Yeah, it is. That was one of the, well, that's the first thing you do, right? Mm-hmm. You have to secure well, when are we going to get married and let's start touring venues. Mm-hmm. And they had planned to get married once before, a couple of years earlier. Mm-hmm. And so we had already been through that leg of it. Okay. And so that part was easier. And she ended up having it on a Friday instead of a Saturday because Saturdays were booked in October. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were forced to have it on a Friday. And honestly, I would recommend looking into that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have out-of-town guests, but so did we mm-hmm. on the Kelly side, and they were able to get here by Friday, you know, or by Thursday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it worked out better for us because we actually got to go the night before for our actual rehearsal and decorate, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of brides that can get their or their weddings on Saturday, they actually end up having to decorate on Saturday too. Oh wow. So that would have added a whole nother level of stress oh, to sure. to our event. Sure. So it, it turned out nice because of that. And then you've got your all weekend. You've got all weekend long. Yeah. And one thing I want to promote is I was thinking of, I was imagining that this day would be crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and sure. and I've heard other mamas say I wish I had done this, and I wish I had thought about this. And one of those things from one of my friends was that she wished she had had more time with each guest mm-hmm. and, and had actually been able to talk to each guest. Yeah. So it's an overwhelming blur of events anyway, and it just keeps chugging along that mm-hmm. night after the ceremony. Um, we planned a luncheon the day after. So Lakin and Caleb aren't going on their honeymoon until a few weeks after the wedding anyway. Okay. So we all got together for a one o'clock lunch the day after. And by we all, I mean family 
and then um, a maid of honor and uh, groomsman mm-hmm. also came. And so it was just family. And yeah. we all, that was one of the best things we did. Mm. We all laughed and retold what we saw through our eyes. Uh-huh. And everybody saw something different from the same story. It was so fun uh-huh. to compare stories. And for Lakin and Caleb to hear it from our eyes because they're in their own little bubble. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that was fun. Um, yeah. I would recommend that if if at all possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. yeah, I think about that in Friday night weddings. You know, I was talking to a photographer who said that um, she was doing a, a photo shoot for a wedding on a Monday. I mean, mm. people are choosing whatever night because yeah. even though we have all these venues, they're still booked, especially in certain months of the year. For sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it matters what time of year you're getting married, for but sure. um, but you got to go with whatever you got to go with, right? It might be a Monday, a Tuesday, and yep. And, and it's a lot cheaper if you're not on yes. the weekend. Yeah. You know, budget yeah. also has a lot to do sure. with that. Yeah. So yeah. we were lucky. We got a little bit cheaper rate on a Friday than we did a Saturday. Okay. Okay. So that's Good beneficial. To know. Yeah. Good to know. Yep. Um, so did you guys hire a wedding planner? We did. And it actually ended up being one of Lakin's friends. So uh, Sarah has, I guess, had interest in being a wedding coordinator mm-hmm. and she had been involved the first time around when Lakin was starting to plan a wedding, and it just ended up that she became very organized in what she planned on doing for Lakin. And she doesn't do it professionally, but mm-hmm. she has done a few for friends on the side. Gotcha. And she did a fabulous job. I honestly would highly recommend that, and mm-hmm. I have also heard that real wedding coordinators who do this for a living are very expensive Mm -hmm. and their services are very small. Mm -hmm. Now that might not be right for all you wedding coordinators out there. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't research it, but I have heard that from other mothers of the bride Uh that it was too expensive. They couldn't afford one because it was so costly. So I guess I would say, um, Look into that and make mm-hmm. sure that there may, maybe you do know somebody that, you know, has done this before. They don't do it professionally, but they do it on the side. Um, Sarah made sure that all of our timelines were intact and that everything flowed as it should. Mm-hmm. And then to help out with that, the DJ we hired was superb mm-hmm. and he managed the entire evening from start to finish, from even the start of the wedding, he was interjecting, you know, everybody needs to go ahead and find their seats. The ceremony's going to start soon. Mm-hmm. And he did he did such a great job without his direction of, okay, here's what's going to happen next. Get prepared in 30 minutes. You know, there's going to be a champagne toast after right. everybody's sat for dinner and then they're going to cut the cake. And I mean, you just, you knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. So that's worth every dime. So he was sort of like an MC. An he MC he absolutely emceed the whole event. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. He was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. 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 So another little, little um, tip. tip there. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of my other little tips to moms out there or, you know, you may have someone else helping you with this. You may, you may be coordinating it with your best friend and your yeah. maid of honor. Who yeah. knows? Or maybe with the groom. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to other moms. So I was lucky that a mom 
good friend of mine, Chantel, her daughter had gotten married there a month or two before Lakin's mm-hmm. wedding, and mm-hmm. we actually attended it. Gotcha. So we got to kind of see how it flowed, and, mm-hmm. and Lakin, she, uh, Olivia had an outdoor wedding, Lakin's was inside. Mm-hmm. So we knew that there would be some major differences, but Chantel gave me a list of do this, make sure you don't forget this, do this, do this, do this. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me take notes about a month out at that four-week margin Mm -hmm. so that I had a list of stuff that I didn't even know I needed to do, right, Right. or buy or bring. Uh, One of those tips was make sure you're planning on food for the day of to feed the bridal party because bridal party is there all All day. day. Yeah, Groomsmen showed up after lunch, but I still provided breakfast and lunch for everybody, had Mm -hmm. snacks there throughout the day, Mm -hmm. had drinks there throughout the day because you show up to these venues and they're – they're not equipped for that. Right. You've got to remember to bring all of that. Right. And here we are in Fair Grove. So uh-huh. that's not a easy trip back into town to think right. about feeding 30 people. Right. You know? Right. So yeah. um, we, let's see, what are some of my other tips for you? Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, the morning of, it was all of us ladies there, and um, we had such a nice morning with mimosas and mm-hmm. had breakfast, getting starting to get makeup and hair done, and almost too relaxed. So then when it was go time, I don't have my makeup done. <laughs> I'm not done, and I'm in some of the first pictures. So Tanya was over lollygagging around. Uh-huh. And Uh I should have sat down earlier on and said, no, I need to get finished before all the bridesmaids because putting her dress on were the first pictures. Okay. So I have to be ready. The bridesmaids can still be getting ready. So I had to throw my dress on and Uh I felt very rushed there at the end of, you know, our long drawn out morning, Mm -hmm. uh, which was, you know, just adding additional stress. It didn't need to be there. I could have sat in that chair hours earlier. Right. So that's another little tip I would give. Um, Another tip I would give, a big tip, is don't bring an infant and a toddler and not have childcare provided. Mm -hmm. So we talked about it numerous times and I suggested it numerous Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this would be the case for most people. Everybody we know and that the kids know, the little girls know, we're at the wedding. Yeah. So thinking about hiring somebody that the girls didn't know or maybe didn't know very well, Lakin just wasn't having it. Yeah. And Rylan is six months old and the noise, so our awesome DJ, he's loud and she could not bear the noise. She was yeah. even shaking at one point. Mm. She was so upset, and she yeah. cried most of the evening. And our friend Whitney was on babysitting duty, and uh, another friend, Alicia. And that just did not turn out well. <laughs> that was hard, and we ended up having to <clears throat> send them out earlier than what we had planned. And even that was at nine o'clock. And mm-hmm. Doreen said, we got to get these kids out of here. Yeah. They, both of them were squalling at that point, And it was just, they had had enough and it was bad. Mm-hmm. And so Doreen and I weren't having fun anymore because we were too worried about the kids, the babies. And so she took them out, took mm-hmm. them home. So mm-hmm. don't think you can bring your kids to a wedding and not, you, they needed to be taken out. They yeah. needed to be, they're for important parts, and mm-hmm. then they needed to go home right. with someone. So that's an important yeah. tip I would give. You know, I hear um, 
arguments all the time. You know, this uh, it's funny. I'll listen to a radio show and they have, you know, send us your send us your questions. We'll answer anything. Yeah. And I noticed that several of them, of them have to do with invitations to weddings. They uh, and most of the time it is somebody getting ruffled over we can't bring our kids oh, to the wedding. Yes. Yep. And but there are a lot of people doing that saying this is our day, yeah. and and obviously it wouldn't have worked in this case because it was their own children. Right. But exactly. Yeah. So it's a little different. <laughs> but if you if you you know, it, it's just it's becoming more commonplace to mm-hmm. say, um, and do the kids really enjoy it? Right. Especially if they're little toddlers no. and 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 below, they they're not really enjoying no. that, and they don't like to get dressed up anyway. Agree. And so I don't know why you would fight to bring your kids Agree. if. If somebody says that the wedding party says we're not having kids, um, agree. But you know, it seems to be a point of of um, uh, of dispute. Yes. Um, so in wedding planning these days, yeah. so and I, that's a good point. I would agree with that. I've heard that as well. And yeah, if if your children aren't going to be in it, mm-hmm. then they probably don't need to be there. Right. Yeah, I right. would agree with that. Yeah. And and we were lucky. There there were some other kids there, but they were all well behaved mm-hmm. and. Um, so we didn't have that issue, and both of the little girls walked down the aisle prior to their mama coming down with their daddy. It yeah. was precious. precious, and they both performed very well. They, they made were it on through their that. best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's a big tip. And my other tip would be make sure you plan a. Clean up, clean up crew. Oh, yeah. So I have a, a great story before we'll move on to what's up in your life, Angie. Uh-huh. But And I'm going to try to bullet point this. My friends would say, you don't bullet point, Tanya. You cannot tell a quick story. <laughs> because I feel that to get the true feelings and emotions I'm 100% across, with you. yeah. you've really got to tell the nuggets of the story. You do. Okay? Yeah. So I'll give you a, a quick version. <laughs> so clean up crew... I knew we had to clean up. Lakin knew we had to clean up. We told Randy, who is Lakin's dad, we had to clean up. So we three knew Randy and I would be staying behind to clean up. Mm -hmm. I guess we never had that conversation with Doreen and Robert, the groom's parents. And so it wasn't until we were declaring she had to take the babies home that we had to stay and clean up. And Robert didn't know that. And so it, you know, so that hit me like, Oh my gosh, we didn't plan the cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. So there were about six or eight of us left to clean up. And Lakin and Caleb left, walked out the door at 9.45 to get in the limo. And we had to be out of there at 11. And you have to take out everything you brought in. Mm. And so we are starting to clean up. We're, we're emptying, you know, all the, the vases and the flowers that we've brought. We're putting those back in boxes and and we're getting all of it together like gathered on a table so that then we can put it in boxes and we're in the midst of that and we're I've got my car out there already pulled up Robert has pulled his car out there to fill it up well Randy says where's all this going to go because we're taking trips out to the cars Mm -hmm. to load up Mm -hmm. and and we had to wait until the limo left because he was in our way. Gotcha. So so he peels out, you know, a little after 945, and we're starting to unload this event space. And we know we're on limited time. And so we're 
Randy says, okay, I'll go get mine and Alicia's car, his girlfriend's car. So Alicia's car, she pulls it around. It's out there. And Randy goes out to get his car. Mm -hmm. And he comes back in. And now it's probably a little after 10. And we're, we were headstrong into, you know, making these trips back and forth to the cars. Right. And he comes back in and he says, my car's gone. And Alicia and I just look at him and pause. And we're like, what do you mean? Well, my car's not out there. And she says, well, ask Robert, because Robert was moving cars prior to the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And so he went and asked Robert. And Robert said, no, I didn't ever move your car. And he, he, he we're, we're all in a stupor, right? We've had a very long day. Right. <clears throat> we're in a, a post-wedding fog because mm -hmm. we know we've got to get all of this stuff out of this space in an hour. And so he just kind of stands there and he, and he carries some more boxes to the car, still in a stupor. And we're, mm -hmm. ju we're just moving. We're just moving. And he, and he. I, so we tell him, go back out there and look again, uh -huh. and, because you just missed it. Maybe somebody Can't else be too moved many cars it. left at this point, Well, exactly. Right? There's yeah. like six or eight of us left. Yeah. So, and the cleanup crew from the event space, they're actually there too. Okay. So he goes back out, he disappears again, <laughs> and he comes back, and he s declares again in not-so-nice language, my car is not out there. My car is missing. So we stop again, and we look at him again in our wedding fog, and we're like, how can your car be missing? We're in Fairgrove, Missouri, uh -huh. probably not known for, for car thieves right. and cars being stolen from weddings. How can your car be missing? Nobody else has complained about that. Uh -huh. Why you? And so, again, we're in a stupor, and Robert chimes in and is like, how can your car be missing? Like, are you sure? And he's like, I have... Walk the whole parking lot. I've walked behind the building. I've walked over to that business over there. I have walked everywhere. And my car is missing. So we all, again, are just kind of looking at each other. I'm like, well, do we make a police report? What do we even do? Uh -huh. Like, what is there to do? The wedding owner or the wedding uh, venue owner is standing there. And I said, Hannah, what, what do we do? Like, we're missing a car. Uh -huh. And she said, she's kind of looked at us and then said, well, I have cameras. We could go look at the cameras. So a friend, Tanner, was still down in the bride's suite. Uh -huh. And so he said, he volunteers and says, I'll look through them because she said it could take a while. Yeah. So he's down there looking through them in this uh -huh. closet. And I'm down there because the bridal suite exploded with all kinds of clothes and crap left sure. behind yeah. that now I'm down there gathering yeah. stuff, cleaning mm -hmm. up. And he comes out and he goes, I see the thief. I know who stole the car. It's a lady with short gray hair. Looks like a short bob. And I, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know anybody with a short gray bob. Well, Gianna is walking into the bridal suite, who is Caleb's sister. Okay. And I said, Gianna, go in there and look at the film. We know who stole the car. It's a lady with short gray hair. And so Gianna pops in there, and they're looking, and they're looking, and they're looking. And she pops out and goes, oh, my God, my aunt stole Randy's car. <laughs> <laughs> so... So she runs out and tells her dad uh -huh. and tells him who stole the car and tells Randy who stole the car, that we found the car or found the car thief. Uh -huh. Well, Robert had given, when Doreen left with the babies, 
aunt so-and-so was also getting ready to leave to go back with Doreen. Okay. And there were two Acuras in the parking lot, both with their keys in the car. Oh. So Gianna's car is the one that was supposed to be taken back to Doreen's house, so she wasn't left with it at the end of the night. Uh-huh. And instead, Randy's Acura was taken oh. to Doreen's house. So <laughs> so we figured out when she went to confirm, Gianna's car is still in the parking lot, Randy's is gotcha. not. <laughs> so oh my goodness. In the wedding fog, and the wedding fog is a real thing. It the next day I felt like I was really hungover and I mm-hmm. really never drank all that much mm-hmm. because I was dizzy and I just was out of sorts. Like yeah. I, I had to actually get up and work on a contract the next morning and mm-hmm. I was so dazed. And so that would be another tip that I would give mamas and daddies that are going through marrying their kids is the wedding fog is a real thing. Yeah. And you will suffer for a few days from it. Uh So there's my funny story. (laughs) So that will forever go down. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't mistake the aunt's car for his. Did he say there's a car out there like mine? No, because he he was just looking for his. His is white. Gianna's is black. Oh, they're not even. No. What? And... (laughs) So I guess the color of the car was never given. And if it were, she didn't hear it. She just gotcha. said, Acura, keys in the car. Well, you get in cars these days and you push start. Yeah, I know. Off you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Funny. Yeah, it's, that's it'd good be a great memory. But, uh, but Absolutely. Yes. But what, yeah. what a joy it was to, to experience the wedding as mother of the bride. I, I just... It, I'm still elated from it, as yeah. I said, and yeah. it was a wonderful day. It was the perfect day, and the bride and groom think it was the perfect day. That's all so. That no matter matters. what happened behind mm-hmm. the scenes, they never knew mm-hmm. about it, and yeah. don't tell them because they don't need to know. That'd be my <laughs> other suggestion. <laughs> Until the next day when there you're you sharing go. stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So That's great. anyway, That's so great. let's move on to you, Angie. We are in a season of change for both of us. We've started mm-hmm. a podcast this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we shared with one another as we started the podcast, kind of some of our future goals and, mm-hmm. and some of the ways we saw ourselves growing into our next selves. Right. So you had something happen last weekend. Yeah. You yeah. got to be a keynote note speaker at yeah. a conference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. It is, like you said, it's a, it's a goal that I've had. I've um, been working with a speech coach for a couple of years and but hadn't really put myself out there much and then made the mistake or the good fortune to mention it to a friend of mine yeah. who um, manages a website that for an association, a national association. And she said, we're always looking for speakers. Put your name out there. And she yeah. kept on me and she kept on me. You need people in that in, like that in your life who mm-hmm. just... You know, if you say something, because if I tell you I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. it's it's going to get done. Right. Now, it may not get done in the first six months or sure. year. It just, you know, because life is busy and we all, we have businesses to run and, and we have things to do and distractions. Yes. And so, but she kept after me. And when it was time for them to publish their list of speakers, she reached out to me again. And I was like, okay, it's now or never. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put myself yeah. out there. Yeah. And so I... 
um, immediately got a call and asked to be a keynote for this conference and they paid my way out. I went out to Maryland. They paid my way out. They paid all my expenses. They paid my speaker fee. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. You think, I think that call came in, I'm going to say it was April or May ish when I got the call. I thought, Oh, I got plenty of time to plan, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, and while I had an outline of my speech, it wasn't thoroughly vetted and I hadn't made some, I was still tweaking it on, uh, let's see, I gave the speech on Saturday. I was still tweaking it a little bit on Friday night. Just oh, things would, would come to me. And um, so it was great. It was, um, I gave myself a B plus and okay. I feel like there's always room, no matter what you do, there's room for growth and improvement. And I feel like the best leaders are li- lifetime learners. Mm-hmm. They always are seeking ways to be better. And um, so you know, I got in the Uber after after my speech and I just immediately was going in to mode of what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. How, how do I feel like I came across? And that's when I came up with the B plus rating. I was like, well, I checked this box and I checked this box. I didn't hit my final point because I was a little rushed because they mm-hmm. were behind and I had a scheduled flight um, oh, that, that I needed to be at the airport. And so I had someone at the back of the room flagging me, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes. And, um, and so I really, my last point was a really good one and I didn't get to hit mm. it and, and it was, it was disappointing, but okay. anyway. So um, is that the only reason you would give yourself a B plus? Cause this, this is the, you kind of starting the fire, right? Right. right. So your first keynote, mm-hmm. Although you say you weren't prepared, I know you to be very prepared. Mm-hmm. But but we question ourselves. Sure. Right? So sure. I can see you starting to think, oh, well, maybe I should reinforce this point. Or maybe I should word right. that differently or whatever right. it was. Right. Um, but why the B plus? The B plus because I missed that last point. Yes. The other part was, so each group that you go to is different, right? What, Whatever, if, if you're going to speak or let, let's say, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're going right. to be a facilitator of a small group or you're going to do a keynote or you're going to, what whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. if you are given a task to mm-hmm. do to help a group of people, you want to, you want to try to connect with those people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're all different and... I feel like even though I did research in advance, I tried to find out who was going to be in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 demographic was I going to be speaking right. to? That yeah. kind of thing. I did some sort of high level questioning about my um, audience, but I probably should have done more. I probably okay. and, and some of this is based on. I asked for feedback because I'm always going to ask yes. for feedback and I want honest feedback when we do, just like you and I do in this podcast, we've asked for feedback on yes. how we could be better and you get better just by doing, right? Yes, I'll, I'll sure. get better as, as a speaker just by um, in practice alone. Yeah. But I asked for feedback and the only feedback that I got was um, something like, we wish you would have talked more about our field. Um, you know, um, so, but she made some really good points. So while I was already thinking I should have learned a little bit more about my audience, that's what I took away from that feedback was that, um, but on the other side of that, 
my initial thought was, but I don't know anything about right. that field. I can do a little studying. Right. And you and I have been to lots of conferences. They've all been real estate conferences, at least right. for me. And um, so I assumed that when I'm going to go talk to an association, the structure is going to be very much the same. Yeah. And, and, you know, they say you should never assume. Right. And, and I just shouldn't have assumed that. I right. knew that there were some differences. And I did sit in on a session or two before my speech. Got it. Um, so I was able to, in my speech, um, be a little bit flexible. I referenced a couple of things that were said in the sessions ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just should have done more of that. I, I don't know. But but I am, um, you know, and I, I did reach out to Lori and I told her what the feedback was. So she and I will discuss, yeah. you know, maybe different ways I can open that to make sure. Because here's the thing. My speech is on leadership. Okay. And leadership is universal. It doesn't matter right. whether you're leading a church group or a, a, a real estate office or an organization. Yep. The principles are still the same. Yep. So maybe my first point should have been, you know, a lot of my lessons have been learned in real estate and the real estate association. But hopefully you will find a message throughout, throughout this that, will, that you can apply to your own situation. Yeah. No matter where you are in your leadership journey. Because, again, the principles... They don't change. They're the same. Yeah. And so. Agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, it was, um, that's, that's why I gave myself, that was a really long answer to why I gave myself a B plus. But, but it was a very good answer. And you gave some examples in there of why you, why you gave yourself that grade. And Mm -hmm. I think we are harshest critics, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also when you're doing something for the first time, you really don't know what to expect. So you've got to give yourself some grace after the fact anyway Mm -hmm. to be able to build for the next speech and you'll be more prepared possibly with whoever you're speaking to 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 wrangle their career, their whatever Mm -hmm. their, I guess, whatever they're there for possibly, um, or the career field to be able to insert examples of that into your speech. And, you know, and you talking just a minute ago, you and I go to these national conferences and, uh, was it Venus Williams that? Yes. Okay. So you have a celebrity come in and give a speech Mm -hmm. and she really didn't give a speech. It was just a, it was a Q and a more so, Right. but we want to know, we want to know how she got to where she's at. We right. want to know what life skills it took. We want to know what leadership skills it took. Right. We want So I would think that there, no matter what field you come from mm-hmm. and no matter what field you are speaking to, the, the idea of leadership, we all are in those shoes every single day, whether we acknowledge it or not. Right. You know, so. Right. right. Yeah. So I would think that you know, for the future, you're able to, yeah, I don't know, just I'm, improve, uh, obviously. Absolutely. absolutely. Like I said, every opportunity is an <clears throat> opportunity to grow. And, you know, something that struck me that morning, Tanya, that I want to be sure and share, because you and I have talked about um, John Maxwell and his his leadership lessons. Mm-hmm. And very recently, we both listened to the um, one of the podcasts, and he talked about the inside out leader. And I was fortunate enough, I was, we were right on the beach. And I was a little nervous, but not 
overly nervous. Mm -hmm. I got up that morning and I went and sat on the beach and I watched the sunrise. And then I took a little stroll down the beach and I, that, that lesson was coming back in my head inside mm-hmm. out leader. I'm going to go and I'm going to give them the best I can. I am not there for me. Right. I am there in service to them. Right. I want the audience to take something away. Right. And honestly, I feel like whether you go and listen to a speaker at a national conference or within your own organization, if you take away one thing, absolutely, then I feel like, especially if you're a seasoned leader yes. and you take away one thing, I feel like that's a win. That's a win. And so I, I really, you know, that inside out leader, meaning that you're, you're leading on the inside first and then you lead on the outside. Um, it, it leads to a better you on the outside is basically what that message is. Right. And um, I think if I had a message that I would want our audience to hear is that whatever your fear is, whether it's public speaking or it's um, whatever, just take that first step yeah. and then just yeah. and just know and accept that it's probably not going to be perfect. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And um, and but as long as you learn and grow, and you may find out that whatever that is that you you just needed to do it that one time because you needed to prove that you could do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not something you want to do lifelong, but it's certainly um, I would encourage you not to let fear stand in your way and yeah. just just go do it and do it to the best of your ability and um, learn and grow from it. Well, I applaud you for putting your name out there when you hesitated to, because mm-hmm. you can't ever get on a um, on a speaking tour mm-hmm. if you don't put your name out there to begin right. with. Yeah. So yeah. I do, yeah, I applaud you, and I'm proud of you, and yeah, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I think a B plus is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, we also, by the time this episode airs, we will have had a small event to get some of our avid listeners together to kind of celebrate the mm-hmm. podcast yeah. because we're, believe it or not, we're in November and we are heading into the holidays yes. quickly. Yeah. So. And we're like 20, 28, 29 episodes yeah. in and we really, you know, something that we want to do on a regular basis is, is have an event or, or two, maybe a year. We, we, you know, we're still working on that, but it is a, it is a, a, a life experience for us that we're starting to add on to not just offer the podcast, but right. have some other offerings. And we're talking about that. And in a future episode, you're going to hear about what our goals are for 2024 mm-hmm. and they're going to be big. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. But, you know, if you are looking to be part of a community and um, you want to be invited to the next event that we have, be sure and stay tuned. And, and we'll be putting those offers out there real soon. Yeah. We will. So that's a wrap on the life update, Angie. Yeah, I think so. Thanks again to Gershman Mortgage. We appreciate being able to record in this awesome studio. We do. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.